Welcome to all new Geek Speak Sidekick, your companion to Australia's number one geek pop culture podcast and web series, Geek Speak Live. I'm your host, the geek of all trades, Steve Muller. And I'm Geek Speak's boy wonder, Brendan. Now, Brendan, I mentioned it is all new Geek Speak Sidekick. You may be wondering what that is. Well, I'm not. But, but uh, the listeners I, may yeah, be. Because I'm in on it. You are. <laughs> We have actually been working on some stuff for a while. Uh, we've taken a lot of suggestions from listeners. A lot of people write in, giving their thoughts and opinions on GeekSpeak Sidekick and a everything lot, we do. A lot of which was, why aren't you podcasting? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you keep coming back to that, don't you, you bastard? <laughs> Uh, but no, we took in a lot of the suggestions and stuff that we've been thinking about for a while on mm-hmm. how to make this the best GeekSpeak Sidekick it can be. Yeah. So think of it as a bit of a bit of a relaunch. A new 52, if you will. Uh, a Marvel Now yeah. of GeekSpeak sidekick. Uh, what, what, uh, you the can... new two? New two? No, the no, new that's a, two. that's a Pokemon. A what now? <laughs> no, the new, instead of the new 52, the new two. Oh, the new two. Because it's just us. Oh, I like that. Mm. See, I was thinking more along the lines of, you know, like all new with, uh, they've been doing it with the X-Men titles, but, you know, I, I did think Uncanny. But yeah, it sounds more like a spin-off. What about the superior sidekicks? Nah, not a fan. Okay. <laughs> uh, so we are trying out a few new things, and we do hope you enjoy them. If you don't, let us know. If you do, let Absolutely. us know. Absolutely. Send us an email at geekspeakau at gmail.com for any thoughts and opinions you have about the podcast, because we do love audience participation. Because without the audience... There'd be no sidekick. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm actually going to come back to audience participation later on in the podcast, but I'm going to leave that as a bit of a teaser. Before we get too far into it, Mm -hmm. Brendan, last week we recorded live on location from Gold Coast Supernova. We did. Now, at the end, our last word on it was at about nine o'clock at night when we were tired. We were abstruse. We were knackered. We were abstruse. We were. (laughs) A week later, Yes. How are you feeling? What reflecting back on Supernova on the Gold Coast? What are your thoughts? I still re- I, I had a really good day. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I enjoyed it as much as last year, but last year is very sort of sentimental to you and I because it was, it our, was our first, first convention absolutely. as part of Geekspeak. I've been going to Supernova since it started in yeah. Brisbane. How many years ago? But last year, you know, the whole Geekspeak crew together. It, it was, was really when the my our friendship started live as on well. Camera. Yeah. Oh. Friendship? Is that all I am to you? I thought this okay. was something more. Okay, our love affair started. <laughs> At the weekend of my wedding anniversary, funnily enough. I did notice on the day it, it was very packed. I it think was. maybe having it on the first day of school holidays may have affected that. Mm. Uh, there was a stage, I'm not a claustrophobic person. No. Uh, we had to get out of there. Yeah, we did. We, I was about to faint. Mm. It was that cramped and deoxygenated and you <laughs> could not move. I was like, get me outside. Yeah. I, I, I cannot be in here. So I carried you. I put you on my shoulders. And <laughs> <laughs> did you ever know that you're my hero? Constantly. <laughs> uh but I think great interviews that came out of the day. Got to speak to some amazing people. Some great voice actors. Oh, my God. Speaking of Veronica Taylor, Eric Stewart, Neil Kaplan. Fourth yeah. Transformers, Optimus Prime. The, the, the last of my set. Yes. That was absolutely amazing. We got to speak to a lot of convention goers. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot Which of was stuff. the idea. We were focusing this supernova on the people. Yeah. The, the punters and the cosplayers and everyone who makes supernova what supernova is. Yeah. 
But look, I do have to say one thing. Yes. Now, this isn't us complaining. No, it's it's this a little bit of, it's a little bit of criticism, but it's constructive, it's constructive criticism. criticism. We're hoping it sort of makes its way back to the people who might be able to do something about it. And this it, it isn't. We need to preface this too by saying this isn't just our opinion. We spoke no. to a lot of punters, as we said on the day. And across the board, there wasn't one person we spoke to that didn't say this. And not because we prompted them to. <laughs> Basically, the volunteers. Yes. Something needs to be done. Uh, this isn't saying all the volunteers. I've met some amazing people that have helped us, are always mm. friendly. You see them go from convention to convention. I see them at the same Brisbane yep. ones each year. I see them, at, they go to the Gold Coast ones. Mm. But there are that, unfortunately... It's like your internet trolls. It's a small minority that seem to have the loudest voice. You could have a hundred awesome comments about something all day, but you remember the the one one complaint. And unfortunately, some volunteers have an ego. Mm -hmm. They have a very poor attitude. And unfortunately, as the face of Supernova... Yeah, they're the point of contact. Yeah, and so a lot of people are leaving this. Us in particular... Well, I wouldn't say us in particular, but, you know... From our own point of view, mm. we leave and all we can think of is, that was really poor. Yeah. When the first person I speak to at quarter past eight in the morning, on the first day, I ask, how are you going today? And he says, fucking shit. Yeah. Seriously, pull your head out of your butt. Yeah. It, it is, I've seen volunteers fighting each other mm-hmm. in front of... Punters and media, people with cameras and microphones, and you've got three volunteers nailing into each other. Yeah. And that, that, that's not the image that I would expect Supernova would be wanting no. to be shown. Uh, at Brisbane last year, uh, about 11 o'clock in the morning, uh, Emily turned up. Didn't, they didn't even have maps. And so they didn't even know that there was the second building. No. There was no signage. So that's another thing. Signage and lines. Yeah, sometimes they're not very clear. No, there's arrows on the floor, but you don't know where they're leading because I was told at one point to line up for Veronica Taylor. Oh, the line's over here on the left. But when I came back, no, it was actually that line over there on the right. Yeah. There was there was arrows on the floor, but it, it's like a maze. It was a rabbit wall. And like you say too, at one point there, it got to the stage where you couldn't really move in there. So no. y- even if there were like small signs or something, you can't yeah. see it. And... Last year at Brisbane again, you know, I saw a volunteer yelling at a family with small children Mm. and I quote, what are you doing? Are you stupid? What the hell are you doing standing over there? Get the hell over there. Yeah. Uh, Well, for one, they didn't know where they were meant to be standing because there wasn't a signage. Again, that needs to be addressed. But is that really the way to be talking to attendees? No, if it were a sporting event, like, you know... Especially families with little children. Yeah, if it were a sporting event, say, like your Olympics, your Commonwealth Games, that sort of stuff, that would be your first and last day as a volunteer. If I spoke to somebody like that in my job... Yeah, me too. I would be fired immediately. It's Look, and as I said, it's not every volunteer. No. It's unfortunately a small minority yeah however those are the ones we remember and it's it's something we've noticed across the board this is our fourth supernova in a row as part of geek as part of geek speakers yeah um last week at the gold coast was by far the worst that we've seen the volunteers Mm. and that's saying something That really is saying something funnily enough last year at gold coast the volunteers were the best that we'd seen yeah such a change for the same location a year apart 
just that mm, that negativity was just far too strong. And as yeah. I said, we're not complaining. We're simply no. we're just saying that something needs to be addressed. Yes. But I think that's enough uh, about Supernova. Yes. Apart from that, we had a fantastic day. We got a great podcast out of it. We the did. listeners have absolutely loved it. But moving on into a new segment we call... What's been happening? What has been happening, Steve? Yes, what's been happening is a new segment where basically we talk about anything that's happened bit since of a, we bit last of a wrap up. Bit of a recap of everything that's been going on. Stuff we've done, mm-hmm. stuff that's been in the news. Stuff that's been done to us. <laughs> oh. <laughs> since we last recorded. And first off the blocks, big news coming out the other day. Yeah. Uh, especially for me as a digital comics reader. Yep. Amazon are buying Comixology. I did hear about this. Uh, it looks like the full purchase of the company will be complete during the second quarter of 2014. Okay. So, you know, very soon. Yeah. Uh, basically, Amazon are buying Comixology. And David Steinberger, he's the co-founder and CEO of Comixology, he said in a press release that um, Comixology's mission is to spread the love of comics and graphic novels in all forms. There is no better home for Comixology than Amazon to see this vision through. Working together, we look to accelerate a new age for comic books and graphic novels. He uh, even went along to say later that we have long had the goal of making every person on the planet a comics fan. Well, that's a good thing. Yep. (laughs) With Amazon's help, this crazy goal is more possible than ever before. Now, obviously, there was the fan outcry. Yes, there always is. (laughs) With everything. Uh, particularly because it's the whole, oh, the big corporations buying out the little guy. But let me put this to you, though. Yeah. You're using that as, you know, an example. Star Wars and Disney. Disney mm. bought Star Wars. Uh, Disney and Marvel. Yeah, I mean... Disney bought Marvel. What, there what was really no, has changed? There was no future Star Wars movies looking like they were going to happen just sitting there at Lucasfilm. Not, I mean, it's not always a bad thing. the amount of thing. Marvel TV shows in the works yeah. through Disney's help. Because they got, now have the Disney money. Yeah. And that's it. Comixology will now have better resources and better funding to get comics to as many people as they can. Like, yeah. Comixology is already available to read on, you know, just on the web. Yep. Uh, on your iOS devices, on Android, even your Kindles, because yep. they do have color Kindles. It's simply, I, I can't see much that's going to change. I just see it's going to change for the better. Okay. There was also the outcry that. You know, it's taking people away from print. Like, yeah. what's going to happen to the brick and mortar? Anyway, look, I've said it before. I don't think digital will kill print. No, I don't think print will kill digital. I think they complement each other. Mm-hmm. As Todd's lovely glass Danny said uh, when we posted it up on the Geekspeak Facebook page the other day. Good part about reading something digitally is if you enjoy it, you know I'm going to go buy that want, on yeah. print. I want that on my, my shelf. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I've done it a lot. Like I get all my stuff digitally now, mm-hmm. but if I find just that perfect book that the artwork is just oh beautiful <laughs> and the story is just everything that I want it to be and I, I cannot put it down, mm-hmm. I want to be able to have that on a shelf to... To show off. To show off and yeah. to be able to lend to someone yeah. and go, hey, read this. Yep. So... Tell us your thoughts. Uh, hit us up on the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash TV. Tell us what do you think about Amazon buying out Comixology. Yeah. Other big news this week? 
Yeah, this is the one that I really paid attention to. Yeah. So when I was overseas, it was announced that Warner Brothers are moving back the release date of Batman vs. Superman. Yes, we spoke okay. that on our uh, first podcast back. So it's gone to May 6th. 2016. Yep. Not, it was meant to be released uh, June 2015. 20, 2015. Yeah, yeah, they pushed it back a year. So, that date that they picked, people were sort of asking questions already because May 6th, 2016, was already slated for a Marvel release. Yeah. Okay. So, they hadn't announced what it was, but Marvel had come out and said, we're releasing a movie on that day. Mm. Everyone sort of assumed that it was going to be Captain America 3. Yeah. Turns out they assumed correctly. It is Captain America 3 coming out Since the Winter Soldier has come out, they made the official announcement this week that, yes, May 6th, 2016. They always do that, don't they? They see how the movie first goes on the weekend, and then they're like, yep, this is happening. Build off the hype of it. Yeah. So, yeah, Captain America 3, uh, May 6th, 2016, same day as Batman versus Superman. That's causing a lot of um, rumblings and, and I guess the whole, the, the age-old argument, which is better, Marvel, DC, mm. you know, it's, I don't really see the point in arguing about it because I I believe what will happen is the same as what a lot of media outlets are, are saying will probably happen as well. One of those movies will move. Mm. At the moment, none of them have. I think because... It's 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 making good copy at the oh, moment. Look, if, these two studios, it's going to be the biggest box office but battle see, to ever. Me, if anything moves, it'll be Captain America three. I, I, you I believe so. Put a sequel, you know, the third in a trilogy, up against quite possibly one of the biggest superhero moments in film. Batman and Superman appearing in the yeah. same film for the very first time. I and. Wonder Woman. Yeah. You've got so many things in this film. The Trinity, sorry. That it is going to draw a crowd. Mm. Marvel would be stupid to try to go up against that. Yes, DC put it on a date that they already knew was slotted for something Marvel. Mm. I reckon Marvel will back out if anyone does. I'm going to disagree with you on one part. I think it's smarter than putting a a sequel in there as opposed to a new superhero because the sequel's already got a built-in, it's, you know, it's already got a built-in audience. But I think Marvel will move and I think they'll move up. I think they'll slot Captain America 3 into an April release date. Kind of like uh, Winter Soldier. Well, yeah, look how well it's done in April, Mm. you know, an April release date this year. Um, So, yeah, that's the rumblings. The one thing I want to say about it is if neither company move, it is bad business for them because you're automatically splitting your audience because whether someone's pro-Marvel or pro-DC, I'm DC all the way, as everybody knows. I still go and see the Marvel films. I love going to see the Marvel films. I'll still go see them both on the first day. That's what I was going to say. As a fan of these movies in what we, you know, I think is being dubbed the golden age of comic book cinema. Yep, yep. How awesome would it be? To go and see those two movies on the same day. I think it'd be great. As a fan of those films, fuck yeah. Well, I haven't seen Winter Soldier yet, but Amazing Spider-Man comes out... This week. This week. Yeah. Emily and I are looking at doing a double movie day. Mm. Go and see Captain America and a Spider-Man in the same day. That'd be cool. It would be awesome. Yeah. You're not invited. Damn. <laughs> uh, and last big uh, news that came out this week, well, I wouldn't really call it news. No, but something was released that caught our attention. Caught our eye, because we do know that this year is... Batman's 75th anniversary. Absolutely. And, now, I'm not, I, I will preface this, I'm not a massive fan of the Batman animated series. What? Look, I enjoy it. Get out of my house. <laughs> You can actually say that. I can. You've threatened to kick me out of my own house several yep. times, but now get the fuck out of my house. Look, I enjoy it, but I never... If it was on, I'd watch it. Yeah. But it's the same with any of the Batman cartoons. I've never been... I'll, I'll 
every you're episode. You're so and, lucky Todd's not here. He yeah, would bend no, you over with ass. a rubber hose. But um, a little thing was released this week. It was. That I knew straight away <laughs> you would have had tight, tight pants. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, Bruce Tim, who, you know, famously is responsible essentially for Batman the Animated Series. Yep. He released a two-minute animated short on Friday called Batman Strange Days. Mm. And it was released as part of the 75th anniversary of Batman. Yeah. Um, it was a little black and white cartoon. It sort of had a very pre-World War Two feel to it. It it kind of... Ha- it felt like those old horror films. Uh, it had that sepia tone. Yeah. And, the, and was, was that... It had two villains in it. It had Hugo Strange and was the other one... Um, what's his name? Solomon, Solomon Grundy. Grundy. It, it looked was, like Solomon it looked Grundy. a lot like Solomon Grundy, but it was he had that appearance... Old, yeah, an old horror movie villain. I think it take that sort of old horror feel and mm. and mash it with the old Fleischer Superman cartoons. That's oh, how I yeah, kind of felt yeah. felt about it. I see that. Um, it was. I, I really enjoyed it. I I don't know if I enjoyed it as much as I thought I would. Um, but I still I still really enjoyed it. I think just because it was only two minutes. Yep. And I wanted to see more of what would happen to and build on it. The really cool part was being that it was Bruce Tim animated Batman. Kevin Conroy did the voice. Absolutely. He, he only spoke to like two or three words at and the very in end. In that whole build up, you're sitting here going, if this is anyone but Kevin Conroy, I'm going to be so angry. Yeah. But it was, it. seriously, check it out. Head along to the Facebook page. We threw it up. It's only two minutes. Yeah. You can spare Watch it. Watch it on your phone. Watch you it can ten spare times. It. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but enough of news. Mm-hmm. Something I've been doing this week. <laughs> yes. I, I think I mentioned it on our catch-up podcast after, you know, we took the break. I haven't been reading comics much lately. No, I, you hadn't. I've been getting them every week. Yeah. Uh, I just haven't had the time to read them. Mm-hmm. This week I have. <laughs> uh, it's been quiet at work. I've been getting sent home early, so I've been able to do a few things that I haven't been able to do in a long time. So, I've read about two and a half to three months worth of comics in four days. Wow. That's 76 issues, plus ones that I put aside that I still haven't read, and I actually haven't, sorry, excuse me, I haven't actually read this week's. Okay. So, I've still got more to go. Wow. And I must say, I'm all read out. See, I feel bad, well, I don't really feel bad now, because the way I am with my comic reading is how you are with TV shows at the moment. (laughs) I'm way the fuck behind. Yeah, I still haven't watched anything since last we spoke about that. No. But look, I've read everything. I've read Aquaman, Batman, Forever Evil, every possible tie-in, all the the new X-Force comic, all new X-Factor, Uncanny X-Men, Hacktivist, uh, this new uh, comic created by Alyssa Milano. Oh, wow. Um, It's about two, uh, what would you call them, two entrepreneurs who they have a social uh, media company called Your Life. Mm-hmm. Think Facebook. Yep. They're also... Uh, Witches? Hacktivists. Ah. You know, activists who are hackers. Yeah. And great little bit of uh, intrigue and suspense in it. But I honestly, 76 titles in four days. <laughs> I could talk about every single one of them, but I won't. No. Because you've actually been uh, doing something this week as well. I have. This is Instead of reading comics. Part of the reason why I haven't been reading comics is because mm. like, I've been watching a lot of TV lately. Mm. Something I've been power watching is a show that I've been told by a few people over the years I should watch because I'd love, but just never got around to it. Yeah. I've been watching Archer. Now, now this is the one with uh, H. John Benjamin yes. as the voice. Now, yes. I love the character of Pam. 
Pam's awesome. She's my favourite character. Oh, when she uh, they kidnap her. Yeah, Have, you've seen that one. I've, I'm I'm almost up to date with what's being aired oh, in America. Wow. I've watched all four seasons and I'm halfway through season five. See, I, I personally never got fully into it. I've seen a couple of episodes. If a friend was watching it while I was around at their place, I'd sit down and watch it with them. Yep. It never really grabbed me, though. It took me probably five episodes of the first season to get into it. And then, mm. without even thinking about it, I'd you know I'd be at work and I'd be thinking, I really want to go home because I really, you know, really want to watch Archer. And mm. then all of a sudden, I was like, shit, I love this show. It's that kind of... It, it's that awkward comedy I, in a bit of a way. The way I've explained it to a couple of people... I don't know if you'd agree with me here or not. Mm. I would sort of describe it as James Bond yes. if he had zero inhibitions and his parents didn't die and he was a spoiled little brat. Yep. I see James, that. Yeah, James Bond meets Arrested Development. I oh. think because a, lot, a few of the voice cast were in Arrested yep. Development yep. and there's a few guest stars throughout the seasons mm. that are also Arrested alumni. And I don't think that's, you know, it's not accidental. <laughs> Kind of meets, I'll say Family Guy just because it's sort of the go-to for when you sort of think adult cartoon humour. Which it's Channel not 7 like, didn't so know much. years ago when they first put it on at Family Primetime, saying new family comedy. No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not like that gross-out comedy, but it is no, very much for adults. It, it, it's an adult, uh, it's a mature yeah. um, thing. When I say, it's hard to say adult because it sounds like it's kinky. Yeah. <laughs> Pornographic. It's yeah. not. No. Uh, well, yeah, look, personally... <laughs> Yeah, personally, I've never been able to get too into it. No, man, I'm loving it. It's so funny. And I'm. it's one of those things I'm really glad. It's a little gem that I've... I'm glad that I set the time mm. aside and actually started to watch it because I'm loving it. Well, one thing we both watched this week... Yes. I didn't even know they'd done this. It popped up the other day and I was just like, holy crap. We spoke last year about Robot Chicken's DC Comics special. We did. We both loved it because mm. it got a DVD release over here last yes. year. I didn't even know they'd done DC Comics Special 2, Villains in Paradise. <laughs> no. It was, yeah, that came out this week. Um, I guess we it. was hilarious. It. Yeah. It was, it was uh, you were saying it was a little different to the first one. Yeah, it's sort of, the first one just seemed to be all sketches yeah. tied in. There was no were you ever narrative a Robot through Chicken it. No. See, I was. No. First few I knew, series I'd I've got on DVD. I'd seen little bits and pieces, but I'd never like watched complete episodes or complete yeah. seasons. There are episodes where there's a narrative throughout it, mm-hmm. one particular story, and it's interspliced with sketches random and sketches. And, sketches. Yeah. and that's what this one was. It would go narrative, sketch, sketch, narrative, sketch, 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 narrative. Yeah. Basically, the narrative was Lex Luthor, and is it the Legion, Legion of Doom? Doom? Yeah. Uh, they're at their secret hideout in the swamps. Yep. And his daughter, Lena, is uh, working for him for spring break. Yes. She's like she doesn't intern. want to work. No. Gorilla, is it Gorilla Grodd convinces her or something? Yeah, it's Grodd. Who, voiced by Clancy Brown. Yes. Hilariously. Uh, she buggers off to spring break in Miami, <laughs> and the villains all get their panties in a twist because they don't get holidays. Yeah, they realise that, yeah, that Lex never gives them holidays. Yep. They work really hard. They deserve a break. And look, I'm just going to throw a bit of a tease out. Uh, Lex Luthor. Sex Luther. Oh my <laughs> god. That was by far the most amazing thing I've ever seen relating to Lex Luthor. Yeah, I was going to say I hope you don't think it's the most amazing thing in the episode because No, there is this great moment with It's uh, almost like it was written by you and me. Yeah. Uh, or Green, for you and me. Green Lantern and Batman, they have to fly off. Everyone has to fly off on this mission and Green Lantern puts Batman in the bubble. In the little green bubble. He, he can't fly. He's no. just not there. And he gets a little upset. Yeah, he feels a little bit emasculated. Yeah. He wants something cooler. Somehow that translates into a little sailboat. Little sailboat. And they sing a duet. 
They do. It is by far the most amazing thing in that episode, and I'm just sitting there going, Brendan. Yep, and I was, <laughs> I was watching with Jess, and that happened. She turned to me, and she's just like, oh, for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was made for us. It really was. Uh, and now, last one that you did this week, mm-hmm. I, I haven't done this. I just said before that I'm holding off until Spider-Man comes out. Yes. You went and saw... Captain America 2, The Winter Soldier. Which leads us into our brand new review segment. How many green booties? How many green booties indeed, Steve? Yes, how many green booties is our new review segment where we ask, how many green booties? That's our rating scale. It is. Uh, And so you may disagree or agree with us as to how many green booties we give it, but (laughs) we're the ones with the 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 podcast. (laughs) I'm, now, I'm going to also talk about um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. when I talk about Captain America the Winter Soldier. Okay. Because when Thor 2 came out, there was that whole, you know, this episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. ties into Thor 2. Yeah, and, and I hadn't seen Thor 2. And when I saw of, that, it kind of threw me off, but it didn't you really... You didn't need to have seen no. Thor 2. Okay. Before I go into my review, let me just say regarding Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it, we've spoken about this before. Mm-hmm. People have fallen off of it. People are like, oh, it's not that good. or it's. I think it's a great show, and I'm a DC guy. Arrow is my jam, but I still really enjoy Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because I think it's a good comic book show. It's not a great yeah. superhero show. It's a comic book show. Yeah. We've mentioned that a number of times. And if people were thinking that you know every other episode was going to star Thor or Captain America or and Hulk, it's like it was never, ever no. going to happen. The whole it's called Agents of Shield. It's yeah. not called Agents of Shield and the Avengers. In saying that, the last two or three episodes, they're really getting back into that overarching story of um the uh the clairvoyant. Ah, like yeah. They've yeah, really yeah. gone back into that storyline and and it's the last couple of episodes have left me the way that I feel after an episode of Arrow. Need the next you, one right now. Yeah, you know how, like, you're not that you're up to date with Arrow, which I need to talk to you about, but... <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I am going to be watching it that, this weekend. Good. The, you know, you know the, the Arrow cliffhangers? Yeah. How you're just like, oh, yeah. fuck, I need to... Now, now, that's what the last cu- couple of episodes of S.H.I.E.L.D. has been like, and yeah. I've been fucking digging the hell out of it, okay? Yep. The events of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this week... If you don't see Captain America 2, you are going to be lost. It ties oh, it directly, directly ties in. in. And the events of Captain America 2 tied in with the events of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It changes the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because I have seen stuff getting around online. Yeah. I saw a promotional poster for the latest episode mm-hmm. and there's a logo on it. Yep. Now, I'm not going to spoil it, but when you look at this logo, it's a mixture of two factions. It is. Now, and so I have a feeling that that's where this is all going. Yeah, it it, it really you're onto something there. Yeah, <laughs> but I won't spoil it. It you know, but it does the, the whole. I, Marvel... I feel like this is one of those things where we could easily chuck up a spoiler warning and tell everyone about it. I don't yeah. want to. I no. don't want to spoil this for anyone. I don't even know it myself. I've I've laid out the clues and yeah. you've pointed me in the right direction and said, yeah, yeah I know what you're thinking. Mm. I don't want to spoil that. No, it's it's. Vi- I have to be honest, yeah. these Phase 2 Marvel films, mm. I'm digging the hell out of them. Oh, I really am. I mean, you remember what I said about Thor 2? Yeah. It was I, my favourite Marvel movie. I enjoyed movie. it. I liked it better than The Avengers. Oh, wow. That's a big call. Captain America 2 is up there as well. It's a, Captain America is a character that I've never, never touched a comic book of. Yeah. All I know about Cap is all I know from the movies. Oh, 
Um, I didn't mind the first one. I thought it was okay. Yeah, well, it, well, there was nothing to stand out about it. But this second one, it it's it's great. It's a really really good film. Sort of a bit Iron Man three in the way that he's not. He, most of the film, he's kind of without the mask. Yeah, I've, it's like that on every poster. Yeah, but acted very, very well. Ties in very well to the first one as, um, at the same time. It, you really need to go and see it. I can't give too much of a, of a review because I can't spoil anything. But Okay, but overall, what did you think? Like, the acting, h- how was it? Like, everyone felt in character? Oh, yeah, definitely. And they bring back some characters from other previous Marvel projects that you don't even... You think, oh, shit, that's right. He was in that film. Yeah. And it all ties in. This is a very much... It very much makes that universe feel even more cohesive, if that's possible. Oh, okay. It's very, very well done. Well acted, and Evans is huge. Like, I'm talking... He was big in Captain America No, man, I'm talking Henry Cavill, Man of Steel, big. Oh, wow. He is massive. There was a part where he's just wearing a singlet, and even I was just like... Holy shit! <laughs> like his arms are fucking insane. Bigger than our necks. Yeah, pretty much. Bigger than our legs. <laughs> All right. Well, how many green booties does Captain America Two: The Winter Soldier get? I'm going to give it four out of five green booties. All right. Yeah, because you know me, I, I don't just throw full marks out no, there for everything. No, no, no. I'm it, not it, Todd and Wade. No, I don't throw full marks out. And, easy. and I understand it is hard to give a good review without spoiling stuff. Yeah. Because there are so many characters that you want to mention and things that have led you to Mm. where you're at, but without spoiling it. And I really feel like what I've seen with this and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I don't want to spoil that for people. But one other thing I had actually been doing last week, and this leads into our next segment, (laughs) I've been watching the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles films. I'm jealous. There's been a lot of talk about Turtles lately because of the new film coming up. Yes. So, without further ado, I present... Strap yourselves in as we take a trip through time with a Sidekick Retro Review. Yes, the Sidekick Retro Review is when we take things from years previous and we review them. We do. In in this case, in particular, the original two Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles films. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Because they came out when we were kids. They did. We We were were little tackers. We were six when the first one came out. Yep. And we were seven when the second one came out. Uh, Now, I watched the first one the night before Supernova. Yep. Just had a... Had a hankering for it. I've been putting off... I've been wanting to watch that movie for about... I'll, I'll say 12 months or more. Yeah. But I've been putting it off because I knew this other movie's coming out, so I've been waiting yeah. to watch it in the build-up. In, in the build-up. And I've also been waiting to watch it for something that hopefully might come up in a, in a future podcast. Yeah. We'll we'll leave that as a little bit of a tease. But yeah. I watched the uh, the second film the other night. Mm-hmm. And what I remember is because there was There's the one a vast I, difference between there the two is. of them. I watched that as a child more than the first one. See, I, I, I think probably the, watched the first more. The age difference of being a bit older and being able to understand it more, mm-hmm. uh, especially with the toys and everything. Yeah. That, like, I remember going to, was it Plains Video in Toowoomba? Yes. In the Burnham Centre? Beca- it became Civic Video. Civic Video. Yeah. I remember going there the day it came out on VHS. This we is, rented it. This is number two. This is number two. Yep. We rented it. Mm-hmm. When we went to return it the next day, mum says, we don't want to return it, we want to buy it. Okay. And I watched that movie at least once or twice a week. Did you own the original movie on VHS? Absolutely. Did you have the green 
VHS. I remember that movie yeah. first came out. Yeah, it had a, the actual it had a VHS, dark green VHS was yeah. the video itself was green, and that was such a big deal at the time. Now, when you look at the first film, that mm-hmm. was actually it was an independent. film. It was. It was the highest grossing independent film of all time. It was. It was a bit darker. Yep. I love it. Well, it it was going along more of the lines of the Eastman and Laird comics. Yeah. It was a very dark comic. Mm-hmm. You know, if that came out now. If yeah. we'd never seen a Ninja Turtles film and that came out now, can you imagine the internet outcry? Yeah. Like, there was obviously fanboy reaction back then, mm-hmm. but it was a lot... They didn't have the platform that we no. have now. And so it was still light and campy. There there are moments in it where they're quite serious fights, mm. but they've got that slapstick music to them. Yeah. And you're just like, if they had a bit of a darker soundtrack with this, this would be a really dark film. It That first Ninja Turtles film, I honestly think it still really holds up. I think it holds up more than the two that followed, to yeah. be honest. And one thing that's really bizarre about that as well, because they would have been filming that movie in the late 80s. Yep. Because it came out in 1990. Yep. I always thought, even as a kid... Number two and number three, I always thought the turtles looked more fake in those two well, movies than they did the first. Well, especially but with the technology had film. advanced. That's it. The uh, I've been watching um, Jim Henson's Creature Shop Challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gigi Edgley, yeah. who spoke to at Supernova as the host, and I've been seeing how they make these animatronics and servos in the faces. And mm-hmm. apparently, in the first film, the all the all the they the facial expressions were pulled by cables with all the machinery housed in the shell. Okay. In the second film, technology had advanced; they could make them smaller. They were all in the actual faces themselves, which is why they're more expressive. Okay. Uh, but I found that yeah, the second film, you know, you've got Vanilla Ice in it singing "Go <laughs> Ninja, Ninja Go Ninja Go" for one. Yep. One thing I noticed the other night that I have never seen... And I didn't notice this until no. you pointed it out to me. It's going to be like Cesar Romero's moustache in the Batman 60 yep. show now. Now that I know it, I'm not going to be able to unknow it. They do not use their weapons. Yeah, No, they don't. The closest uh, Leo comes with his swords is he throws them into the roof... And to, just uses them to hold on to. To hold on to. Uh, Michelangelo's nunchucks, uh, he uses... Salami. Yeah, cold cut meats. <laughs> Raph never uses his sigh. No. And Donnie does use his bow staff, but now the thing is, it's a giant stick. Yeah. Doesn't he hit... He hits what, someone he, he and it's sort a, of the vibrations. Yeah. Go, he, he hits uh, Toka. Yeah. Uh, the giant um, snapping Snapping tortoise. turtle. And don't even know what that is. <laughs> he, um... Yeah, he uses his, but his is a stick. Yeah. And I read up on it. It was because of... I remember the parent outcry from the first film. So there were I kid, don't. I remember, even six years old, seen on the news kids hurting and possibly killing themselves, especially in the United States, mm. from making their own weapons, particularly swords and nunchucks. Okay. Especially nunchucks. Because Michelangelo was always everybody's favourite. Yep. So there was Not a lot mine. of uh, parent outcry about the violence and the darkness of the first film, which is why the second one is a lot more camp. Yeah. And, and if- apart from Donnie's bow... They do not use their weapons. If you look at the animated series of the day as well, which is how a lot of kids were introduced to the Turtles, yep. that cartoon is very, very campy and slapstick. Oh, God, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's very much a product of its time. It's a very late 80s, early 90s cartoon. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, if you look at the cartoon, they the original Turtles, all their masks were meant to be red. Yeah. 
They changed them to uh, color coordinate. At least now the turtles all look different. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did do that with the film as opposed to the original cartoon. Yeah. The cartoon, they all have the same facial structure. Mm-hmm. In the films, they all look a bit different. In the newer yeah. ones, look at the new film. They're going a lot off, especially the 2003 series where Leo is more the samurai. Raphael is more the brawler. Yeah. And they all look like almost different species of turtles. Who was your favorite? Growing up. My favourite growing up, as a child, uh, it, it's hard to say. Like, everyone loved Mike. So everyone was Michael. I, I loved Donatello because he was the geek. See, mine was Raphael. Because uh, be- he was a sarcastic yeah, one. Yeah, my best friend's <laughs> like that because she's a sarcastic one as well. Yeah. Uh, Raph was definitely their favourite. But yeah, it's like when you look at these movies, especially the first one, it does still hold up for its time. Mm-hmm. It's a shame with the second film there is no Casey Affleck. Um. Casey Affleck. Casey Jones. Casey Jones. And April was played by a different actress too. Yes, absolutely. Paige someone. I can't remember. Paige Turco. Something like that, I think it's Paige Turco. In the new uh, show, The 100. Mm -hmm. uh, New science fiction TV uh, series out. But yeah, it, it it's a shame Casey Jones isn't in the other one. It was a lot more lighthearted and funny. It, yeah, and I it was, think that's probably you tell why it was I bought out it by, as a kid. It was bought by Fox. Fox released those second two films, and you know, again, based on that original cartoon, yep. they made it. They kidified it a lot more. Well, uh, Bebop and Rocksteady were meant to be in it, yeah. but Eastman and Laird didn't allow it, so they created Tokyo and Razor. Yeah, uh, and it's very similar with the new film. Apparently, Bebop and Rocksteady were going to be in the new film. Okay. They're holding them off for a sequel. Ooh. So when I look back at the original Ninja Turtles, the first film, it still holds up. It very it, much it, so. It has its camp moments, mm-hmm. but you know, it is that Ninja Turtles that I remember as a child. Yep. For, you know, the quality of the film now, I'd probably give it maybe oh, three out of five green booties. See, I'd probably go four. Four out of five green booties. For the booties. nostalgia factor, yeah, I would go a four. See, for the nostalgia factor, I'd probably go a five. <laughs> See, you know how you said you watched the, the second one more than the first one? Yes. I watched that first one a lot because, not really, it's maybe considered a morbid story, but mm. it, it came out on video very, very early 1991 Yep, for us over here in Australia. Mum bought me that video and she gave it to me the day that the Iraq War started because oh, that was wow, all. That is, that's all that was that, on. That's what's in your yeah. Memory. No, because that's all that was on television. <laughs> Every channel, twenty four hours a day. Yeah. It so was Mum the gave Iraq me War. this Turtles video. I watched watch it the on. <laughs> fuck out of it. Rewind, play. Pretty rewind, much. Play. Pretty much. Well, when I look back at the second film mm-hmm. in today's standards, yeah. Oh, look, that's probably a two and a half green booties out of five. Yeah, I'd probably agree with you there. But for the nostalgia factor. That's a four and a half out of five for me. I was you know say why? Four. Because I could quote all the lines. As <laughs> Emily and I were watching it, I knew everything that was about to. It is that ingrained in my mind. I had the official. I had um, the toys. I, I had, had the, the movie magazine. For I had the two. Super Shredder toy and every Super Shredder, Tocker and Razor. I loved. So for the nostalgia factor, it's a yeah. four and a half. But in a movie standard, it's a two and a half. How many green booties are you giving Vanilla Ice's performance? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> but uh, speaking of Ninja Turtles, yes, uh, we do have one last little segment <laughs> that we wanted to introduce in yeah. this all new Geek Speak sidekick. Now we do have the permission to do so, even if we didn't. Who <laughs> fucking cares? <laughs> Let me introduce you to. 
Now, Steve, this is a segment that we have no control over when it's going to be no, in the show. It all no, just depends. No control whatsoever. So, Adam Rose, who's a good friend of Geek Speak, he's been a guest a few times on Geek Speak Live. Kaboom um, comic staffer, yeah, uh, Australian, Australian comic, comic artist. artist. Uh, and just Working on the crayfish and has done stuff for Darren Close's Killaroo. Killaroo. And just, you know, all-round good geeky guy. Absolutely. And a good friend of, of mine for a very long time. Mm. He... Sometimes some geeky news breaks that Adam doesn't exactly agree with. <laughs> and I don't want to say the words jumps to conclusions, but it's a bit hard not to. Let's, you know, we'll go with the Ninja Turtles. Okay, we'll, we'll keep it on the Ninja Turtle. We, we've got two in the bag, but we might save uh, the other one for next we time. We do. So when we released, well, not that we released it, but when we posted that the first trailer for this The Ninja very first Turtles trailer for the Turtles uh, has, has, came has out. been released, yes. Mm-hmm. 90 second trailer. Yes. Didn't really give much away. No. It was, you know, you know, splash footage, fast cuts. It's a a teaser teaser trailer. trailer. Yeah. So we're going to read to you now verbatim Adam Rose's rant on the first 90 second, I can't stress that enough, (laughs) teaser, I can't stress that enough either, for the new Ninja Turtles movie. It's too Michael Bay for my liking. The Turtles take a backseat to some kind of scientist shredder, stupid citywide destruction, and Megan Plastic Fox. I'm not sure about the genetically engineered soldier's idea. Wouldn't you pick a lion or a rhino or something at least tough? Like a snapping turtle. (laughs) At least the turtles look cool. It just seems so predictable. Shredder will create them for military evil and then they will meet April and become good guys and take on their father figure in a Transformers-esque city-destroying showdown. And where the hell is Splinter... And Casey Jones. Three question marks. I want this to be good, but Michael Bay is slowly destroying my childhood idols. Now, as I posted in response to that rant on the day, <laughs> geez, Rosie, you got a lot out of a 90-second teaser trailer. And I, I, I do have to say, it's not Michael no, Bay. No, this has been shitting me so much. Everyone keeps going, Michael Bay, Michael Dude, Bay, Michael even, Bay. Even on the news, the yeah. day that this trailer was released, they showed a bit of it on the news, and they yep. said it's directed by Transformers it director Michael Bay. He is a producer. Yes. It is like... Uh, Quentin Tarantino produces Eli Roth's yeah. Hostel. Yep. It is not his film. No. He is a producer. He has simply used his resources to get them funding and be able to do the things they are wanting to do. And love it or is hate not Michael his film. Love or hate Michael Bay. I will say it, he is one of the best action directors in the world. Yeah, okay, sometimes his movie don't have the greatest plot or storyline no. or character development. But you don't go to a Michael Bay film for that. But again, it's not his action sequences. No. It is someone else's. So yeah, that's so, Rosie's... Yes, that is Rosie's rants. That is going to become a new... Reg- well, I'd say regular, but it really depends on okay, how so we often have no Rosie control. rants. We do have one in the bank that regards the Flash costume. Yep. But we're oh, going to we'll, save, we'll save that, that, for, we'll next save that for next yeah. issue so we can give you two in a row. But look, I think that's all we have time for. There is one other segment I do we we have been talking about doing, mm. uh, but it does take a lot of audience participation. Okay, I did tease this at the start of this issue. Psychic pantomime. No, damn. <laughs> no, I wanted to dress up and look pretty. I am talking about sidekick showdown. Yes, Sidekick Showdown is a new segment where we want to debate the questions that you've always wanted 
the answers to. Mm. Apple versus PC. Digital comics versus print. Who'd win in a fight? Batman or Spider-Man? Me or you? <laughs> <laughs> You'd be too distracted with my pantsless body. Uh, but Mate, no, I'm immune. As I said, this is going with audience participation. Yeah. We, we're going to throw it up on the Facebook page uh, each week uh, when we're going to record. What do you want us to debate? And because this is also a bit of training. A bit of learning for both of us in some for ways. For both of us, but especially for Brendan, because he has always been a bit of the geek of all trades in training. <laughs> yes. We want to broaden Brendan's horizon. So if you give us something that you want to talk about, which is better, Naruto or Sailor Moon? <laughs> I don't really watch either of them, but we're going to have to read up on them, aren't we? We will. So it's to educate us, it's to educate you, and to answer those questions that you've always wanted to know the answers to. Mm-hmm. But I think that's all we have time for. I think it is too. It is. I'm feeling a bit abstruse again. <laughs> that's never going to die, is it? No, it won't. Well, look, until next issue, be sure to head along to youtube.com forward slash Geekspeak Australia for all the videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow us on Twitter at GeekspeakAU. Send us an email, geekspeakau at gmail.com. And for anything and everything else, and especially what the what topics you want us to discuss for Sidekick Showdown, facebook.com forward slash TV. Until next time, I'm your host, the Geek of All Trades, Steve Muller. And I'm Geekspeak's boy, Wonder Brendan. Geek out.